the reason why we this this Twitter space is called Badass Gen Zs and Tech, um, Badass Gen Zs and Millennials in the tech and creative industry, and the reason why um, we decided to start this Badass Gen Zs and Tech in the um, creative and in in the tech and creative industries because of the fact that the world has advanced and we have a lot of millennials and Gen Zs probably disconnected from opportunities in um, in the world currently. And that's due to many reasons. One, the educational system, the disconnect and the likes. Two, getting opportunities is really, really difficult. So the best way to help is that connection is to get information from those who are experts like you based on your experience and things that you've seen that has worked out for you and share with those who are actually trying to navigate their way in the tech industry for them to also get to learn from it and use it to build whatever they are building. And I know Peter, I think we've known for like six, seven years. I know how you've, I, I know like you've done a lot of things down to design and like the past few months i've been seeing what you've been doing in the world of design down to where otiva invited you to come speak and i've just seen so many things you've been talking about and i feel like you've really done so far in the world of design so first first before we go deep into like the core things that people who want to do remote jobs would learn and from your experiences i just wanted to like basically introduce yourself just introduce yourself so that um and what pushed you into design because i know you didn't start as a designer you started as probably a writer or something but just like just give a brief introduction then this would be like it's gonna be like an explanation like you're telling your own story but at the same time we are patterning it to look like like it would be a class so a lot of the, the way the conversation would go is you're going to be sharing a lot of the secrets you have that has worked for you that you've been able to like land multiple clients i remember we had like a recent discussion where you talked about like sometimes you could not even handle the number of projects that you get in a month and every other thing like that these are things that people want to learn exactly what you did but let's just kick start with you just giving us a brief introduction about yourself and what pushed you to design Okay. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, the host. Thank you for having me here. Can, can everyone hear me? I can hear you loud and clear from here, so I believe everyone would be, would be able to hear you. So, um, well, my name is Peter, my Peter Abidemi, and I studied building technology in university. And uh, in my final year, I started freelancing. I heard about freelancing in 2015. You know, so I heard about Fiverr actually in 2015, and I started um, applying for jobs after my final year defense as a writer because you know, I've been a general knowledge person, and so writing has been something I had always, um, I'd always done. You know, I read a lot of books automatically. I felt like I knew a lot of things to share. And 
you know, finishing school in Nigeria and then thinking of the future and what's going to happen, I knew I had to learn and do better for myself, you know, so I could finish my things for myself. So um, in 2016, I started as a writer and I wrote for like two years. Um, many of the guys from my student fellowship actually started together. Well, many of them stopped. And I felt I was, I was, I got an edge over them because, you know, I had consumed many interesting stuff. Like I had read books on marketing, writing proposals. So when I had to write proposals to get jobs in 2016, I was actually always getting them. All of us were applying for the same jobs or the same writing gigs, and I would actually get them. And so I was like, okay, I'm really good at this stuff. And next thing, I moved from up from one platform. So I was. I started making money from two platforms in twenty in twenty seventeen. Then uh, from there, I I'd always liked you know playing with software and computer and stuff. Till apps became a thing, I would go to Play Store, download different apps. You know, I had also heard about WordPress and Webflow in twenty seventeen. I dabbled into them, but I'd not really. Um, you know, I just tried them because I feel like something about me is that I always want to know what the button does, what this button does, what this button does. And so I would keep playing around with things. So finally, I met a friend who was making more money than I, I was doing. I was making, I was writing articles and she was doing websites. And I was like, okay, how are you making so much money in dollars? Of course, I'm talking about dollars. Not naira. This is 2017 also. I think I was at church. Yes, I was actually making this money from this thing because my writing. I had to I had to work overnight sometimes because I had so many projects from different clients all over the world in 2017. So I would um, I would start to ask this girl, how did she do it? Then I decided to you know travel back home to be my parents, and I um, I met someone. He's now a banker, he's a friend. He was doing WordPress designs for websites. And I told him, hey, can you teach me? And he was like, eh, to teach me, I have to pay. I was a broke-ass boy, and I didn't have any money. And he wouldn't teach me. So I just watched him for about 20 minutes. Then I went home. I remember I now got data. Oh, at this time, my um, business, my websites, and my, my freelancing writing gig had gone down because, you know, on these platforms, it's not stable. The same way you can use your use Twitter account or Instagram account, it's the same way you can lose your accounts on these platforms, on freelancing platforms. You can just lose it anyhow. Even some big-ass people who are influential in the freelancing community lose their accounts every time. So, um, I now said, okay, I was going to do this website design thing. So, I went on YouTube I downloaded a designer's video. Ferry Kupasok is from Netherlands. I downloaded his video. And one of his videos was about one hour, 30 minutes. And I would download my phone. Then I would pause and play. I would watch pause and play, pause and play. Every day I did it. I would pause the video, practice what he did on my computer. And there are times when even what, what he was doing, I would not, um, it would just scatter. There's, you know, there's something about websites that you just passing codes that did not make sense. And you're just stuck in a rut. And I had nobody to talk to. 
because you know I'm really terrible at this thing with networking with people and stuff. I'm always like a lone ranger, which is a very bad thing for a freelancer. Freelancers should not be lone rangers. It does not help you be frustrated. So I went to um I'll just keep going to YouTube and Google. Those were my two friends. I would go to YouTube and Google and I started to um I started to teach myself all the solutions to all the problems that were ever going to come across come, come across. Like sometimes you're designing like you're having a four or four page error, five or four page error, and something is wrong with the website, you have to debug and decode some of the issues. I did not ask anybody for help actually. I went through it myself, spending several hours. So um even at this time, I started to post my work everywhere. This is one of the things about designers and about me as a designer. I will post my work everywhere. Every social media platform that exists, I would post my work everywhere and document how I did it. And the truth is that every time I post my work everywhere, at least someone comes to me. And in 2018, when I started making websites that were shitty, I started getting clients from UK, Berlin, Ireland, and, you know, those were like three. Then I started getting some Nigerian people too. And because I've had a background with earning in dollars in 2016, 2017, it was easy and better to, you know, to, to adjust with life where I would start earning from these people abroad. And, you know, earning dollars instead of Naira. Because, you know, the Nigerian clients who know want to pay 50000 Naira for a website, that, yeah, my, you know, my website that time. Also, there's a fear I had. I would not want to charge more than 50000 Naira. So I was like, ah, what if they run away? You know, I was really, really broke. So the, I don't think if anybody runs away when I charge them 500,000 naira. Like, okay, bye-bye, sorry. If I charge them a million and they are going, I was like, okay, bye-bye. I do not stress anymore. So um, the problem now with my website that was in 2018 was that the websites were really average and I thought they were really good. I thought that, oh my God, I could do this thing you see your website and everything. Then uh, I did a website for a person who works in an oil company, a painting company website. So I did it, and I, you know, and that's actually my first WordPress website before I started getting the UK stuff. So um, this is just like the beginning of everything for me in design. Okay. Um- like I noted some things which I feel like are like very, very important things that we want you to talk about. You mentioned the fact that and the reasons why I am noting these things is because these are the problems that people face to cross the hurdles in their careers, basically. You talked about the fact that you were a lone ranger. I have noticed that when people want to learn skills, most times they're not. They have this issue of who else is learning this skill that I am learning. I still had someone reach out to me this morning and reach out to Climber this morning. Like she wanted to learn digital marketing and what asking how she would get to like she wanted to add a particular information. And I told her just go get this thing from other people that are within your industry. And she had no connections like that. So would you say Two things, two questions I will ask at this point. Would you say being a low ranger is a good thing when you're starting like a 
um, tech skill, or if it is not, how, how can anybody around here listening um, get to, how can anybody around here listening get to leave that aspect of being a Lone Ranger and get to um, become part of communities? Like, are you still a Lone Ranger or have you been able to get community into communities? How did you get them and how has it impacted the work you're doing? Mm, okay. So, um, being a Lone Ranger is not, is not good at all, to be honest, because there are some information you would get from other people that would help you speed up your work and not make mistakes. For example, starting out in UI UX design, I was focused on the UI aspect of design. And, you know, for Nigerian companies, you have to have both UI and UX. Other companies abroad would require would be only doing UI or if you're only doing UX, some would want you to do UI UX because of the team and the size of the team they have. So uh, I don't think it's ideal for people to, do, to be a Lone Ranger. In every particular skill that exists on planet Earth right now, there are communities for everything everywhere, from Reddit to Dribble to Quora. There are communities for everything, to Slack groups, to Telegram groups. So um, even being a Lone Ranger, I was actually able to learn from people by joining all the groups that existed on Facebook and on, you know, on Telegram, I would just so go you searched, Sorry for continuing. So you, you searched groups on Facebook, like you literally went to Facebook to be searching for groups for this, group for that, group for designers and the likes, and you started following none of them. Yes. So I would, even in 2017, when I started, started um, um, writing, I would go on Facebook and I would just join out of five work. I didn't even ask anybody how Fiverr worked or anything. I actually just went to Facebook. I just joined all the groups that existed. And because we have a very, very huge competition with Pakistanis and they were mostly creating groups where they only spoke Pakistan language in the groups. And so when I found out that they have entered a group where they only speak Pakistan, I'll just exit the group. But every group that existed on Facebook where they talk about design, I joined. Then WhatsApp groups, I started to join also. And from there, you would learn skills. For example, how to beat algorithms on, you know, on freelancing platforms. You learn some of these things on these platforms, on these places, on these groups. So you'll find some other people who do not have time to do their work, and they're going to outsource the job to you at a price. And this was mm. how I grew and made more money. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, yeah, so like I, I still have um, like a few other questions to ask that are in line with what you just said recently. I also remember you talked about pushing your content out. Like we had a discussion a couple of days ago where you, you blew my mind with um, how you push your content out being a designer. You know, not everybody here actually are designers, but I feel like majority of people here are designers and everyone definitely would how you have thirteen thousand followers on twitter i i don't even have my own personal twitter account i don't have up to 600 people so how did you how did you get to grow your audience and um push out your content like 
how how did you get because I, I i think you're the only one i even know as a designer that gets to push out your content on i've seen it on twitter i've seen it on linkedin i don't know if you push it on groups what can you say about pushing out of pushing out content? how can we how can we strategically get to push out whatever we are having as a value offering in order to for us to enable in order for you to enable us to also be um, exposed or open to more opportunities well it's pretty simple when i decided to choose my twitter name i was like okay how do i have fun or still become a user on twitter and at the same time still get clients and still market myself so basically i you know that i like to talk about social justice and the likes and so i've always been that kind of person who was talking about it actually when i joined twitter first of all I did this thing where everyone used to do where, you know, when people tweet, viral tweets, I go under the comment section to paste my design jobs and flyers. That's why I started wow. this. You know, I'm wow. not that, I'm not that's where I don't need to do that anymore. I can actually just sit down and, you know, people just, you know, the jobs just come themselves without me doing anything. The job even comes nowadays, not from Twitter, but gets into my, from my website automatically. And, Pushing content is simple. What instead of tweeting what you want to tweet, just let everybody know you do this thing. Let your name be, be on this of a few people. They say, "Hey, I need this thing," and then your name comes out, and they and you know you know that you're the one doing this stuff. So pushing content is not hard. Hey, I do this thing. Put it there today, tomorrow, every day. And then you want to build a community around or. A lot of people know more what you do. You could post interesting stuff. People do that. For example, let's talk about Sunday Ed Not. Sunday Ed Not doesn't really provide any valuable content that it that it creates himself. He does this. He takes videos from other sources and just puts them on his channel. And now he makes money from it. I messaged Sunday Ed Not two years ago, asked him to advertise on his platform, and he said nine thousand naira for one flyer. So you know, content is that simple. You could find interesting videos somewhere, post on your channel, on your Twitter, you may get 10 likes today, tomorrow you may get 20 likes, next week you get 50 likes, 100, then you get the viral one. Then from that time, people who are like-minded with you start to follow you. Also, we are talking about a particular thing you are maybe interested in, maybe social justice, you start talking about them and you post these things on, um, talk about them every time. With time, a lot of people align with you who also believe this thing. Everybody on earth has a tribe, no matter what. I'm not talking of tribe, ethnic tribes. I'm talking about tribes with thoughts, processes, and value. Hitler had this tribe of people who thought about things the same way as he did, even though it's terrible. So I don't think there's anyone who comes with even ridiculous takes who will not have a tribe of people who agree with what what person is saying. So posting is that simple. Just post what you do that you know you want to make income from on the internet. All right, thank you. So let's say someone wants to go into the remote job because now we are we are getting to see that in Nigeria currently, Gen Z's millennials, we are seeing that the value of our skill compared co comparing Nigeria to the um, to other countries, the value for our services or skill is really the distance is really really huge. So a lot of people want to go into this remote job of a thing. You, you would see somebody that is working for a company as a copywriter, a designer um, in a Nigerian startup that they are probably paying some 
you know Nigerian companies don't really really have that good reputation for paying well. So imagine someone that is um, <clears throat> paying. We have people like that that are considering going into remote jobs. Remote jobs are actually obviously very difficult. Like for my own end, uh, I have encountered, like personally, I've had issues navigating remote jobs for a while before I had to find my own footing. Then I have helped, like through Climber, because Climber is like a startup that helps people um, growing their career in um, remote jobs. They've been, they've had that issue with remote jobs. Like, what would you advise people who want to like go full time into, but either full time or, or part time, like to be to uh, what give to people for them to um, get into these remote jobs and thrive in it? Like, if you would want to give three pieces of advice to people that have been trying to navigate remote jobs, what would you tell them to do? Like, what are the three key things that they should pay attention to? In order for them to thrive, um, it's a lot of things together. Remote jobs is a serious job. We know that basically searching for normal job, full-time job where you have to go outdoor, traditional jobs, is a job itself on its own. Applying for seat, for for roles out there is actually a job on its own. So the first thing a person needs to do if you're applying for remote jobs. These are jobs where you get by staying at in your place of comfort, your own. You have a portfolio, have something people can see, people can feel. For example, you, I can't, um, I would not go into, nowadays when I apply for jobs, today, yesterday and every day I apply for jobs or, you know, talk to someone. I always have a portfolio showing what I have done, what I'm able to do. It doesn't matter how, if you're a starter or anything, there's going to be someone that's going to agree and, you know, give you this job. So what one of the first things to do is actually have a portfolio, have a place where people can see all you've done. Because when you finally get them, if they don't see what you've done, they will not trust you. Number two, resilience. You have to be resilient. You have to try and you have to sit at that place because this is like a remote job is also a full-time job. It's also a business. Understand that you're a business owner at this point. Don't see yourself as a freelancer or as one person like that. You are a business. The entire of use a business on its own so uh, that's the second one and the third one is you have to keep practicing because there are some times when you would get things that the client comes and then it's beyond your scope and you've not gotten there yet your skills you know because you've not also gotten a chance to practice to practice or to you know put your hands on something real or something that is really, you know, going to be out there in public, you can't really say you are good or you can't really say you are experienced. So by con continuous practice and trying to dabble into different areas in that your niche or industry, you'll be ready, you are preparing yourself for that time when you, know, you finally get that job. So you have to create a portfolio, be resilient and keep practicing. All right. Um, I saw. I see some people like making requests to ask questions. Uh, please, um, um, towards the end of this Twitter space, you will get to ask some questions, and you will get to answer it. So about that portfolio thing, I've gotten to realize that it's like a big deal for a lot of people because when people don't know how to build portfolios, I, 
one of the things that we do as a service for Climber is we, we, we like had to incorporate that service when we discovered that a lot of people, you know, we, we I don't know if you're aware of what um, the fact that we help recruit writers into like remote jobs in different countries. Like we have a website for that. So a lot of people that come to apply for jobs don't have portfolios. So we have to like come up with a few system like if you don't have a portfolio you're not we cannot help you to like secure a remote job because when recruiters get to ask questions few things they would ask like a very important at send me your portfolio or send your resume or send a sample and a lot of people do not have um a lot of people do not have portfolios so if they want if we want to create portfolios now where do you suggest Although this might be specific to designers, but I feel like it still covers for a lot of people. How do you suggest um, someone begins to build that portfolio? Though I know you might say like constant practice and the likes, but I believe there are some people that have edges over the others with this their portfolio thing. Um, like, do you have like some things that have worked for you to like build your pod, made your made your portfolio better, more attractive, more strategic that you can actually share? Okay, um, I think for a starter, starters do not worry about portfolios, or I mean, how good for the portfolio is. But there are actually platforms out there that help people to make, you know, portfolios. For example, for designers, we have UXfolio. UXfolio would help the person from, you know, the start to finish to show you how to create your case studies for design. Then we have um, Adobe, Adobe Portfolio. Then we also have Disha Pages. The shop pages works now. Then we have curious.page. Then I have a friend in America, a classmate who also created his own platform. Remember what is many of these things out there. And, and I think I'll maybe I'll post post a link to this so everyone can see what it is about. So there are other ones that you know you just have to create it also for your portfolio content and what you want to put on your portfolio. If you're a writer, an article, write a fiction article, doesn't matter. Write about something in one industry that you are trying to get jobs in, inside. If you're a data analyst, also create fictional, you know, projects. Then explain your processes on your portfolio. Even um, what's it called? Google Google sites, Google.site, I be sites.google.com is also a portfolio you can use. Google has a portfolio you can use, or you know, you can create to you know make it. There's also cards.co. These are portfolio sites that would allow you to create your portfolio or put your content for free on them. And then when you're finally ready and you can afford the money to get a proper website, you'll go for it. Okay. So here's what will happen. I believe a lot of people are currently listening to this. What will happen is this. Um, after this conversation, I'll personally DM you to like, like compile the list of all these portfolios that you've listed. Then... Whoever is interested can just send hi to, to like this climber um, page and like would compile it, probably put it in a Google Doc. I, even some of the things that you've said here, some summary of everything. So the portfolios that you've mentioned, the links to it. Once you, once, like if you're listening to this, uh, after this conversation, do not forget because it's only those who would send a DM to climber's um, inbox. Once you send it, like in a few hours or in a day from now, you will get the compilation of the portfolios that you that um, Peter Rock uh, mentioned. So let me go straight to another question. 
that that I have here. So you've mentioned the the things that people want to go to a remote job should consider. You said consider having a portfolio, which I believe like is really important. Um, practice and then specification. For that specification, I I believe that a lot of people too are missing out on it. Before I ask the question, like you said something really val valid. Like if you want to go into a particular niche and Many people, when they want to go into these remote skills, tech skills, they go into it without being specialized. So somebody would call himself a writer and then write on so many things, write on health, write on food, write on, on this, write on that. But most times when I get to see lots of offers and gigs, like freelance gigs and the likes, these people want somebody that is specific. So if you, if you are trying to like push a particular skill, <clears throat> I would advise that even if you're going to like spend like one month two months from start like generalizing when eventually try to streamline and niche down to um, uh, um to the industry you want to focus in so the question i want to ask you the next question is what techniques did you use that was different from others which became a successful you know this sounds like a general question but it's like pretty really important i believe that there are some things that, that you did or that you knew that was like that really stood out for you as a designer, which like made you more successful. Because I remember like when we were having our conversation, we're like projects are always coming, projects are always coming. Like sometimes you have to refer it to people, people that are listening. Yeah, some of them too want to be in that particular um like category. So what techniques that do do you use that you can call like your secret sauce that um we all too can learn from? Um, to be honest, it's just posting what I do every day and actually growing. Because to be honest, when I look back at my work from two years ago, I'm like, okay, okay, I did not do this. This is really horrible. This is really terrible. So I kept on practicing and practicing and posting and posting. Then joining communities with these people. Also, um, for example, let me use LinkedIn as my, which is my latest act. I would, um, on LinkedIn, search for specific people. For example, recently I found out there's something called Ed Hunter. Can anyone hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Let, let, before you talk, let, let me just say that um, if you can hear us, if you have friends that are also like within this niche, you can actually retweet this space or tag them to join because I believe that what Peter is sharing is really, really so I should have said this from the beginning. Like I am learning from my end here, and I think that what he's saying is really valuable. So please tag your friends, tell them to join this space. Yeah, so you can go ahead with head hunter. What you were saying? So I found out recently that you could um, type words on LinkedIn. Every platform is actually really very very unique. So also I think understanding the platform, social media platform you are on, is also very very important. Some people say, oh. I I don't know how to market it. I don't know how to do marketing. I don't know how to do this and this. But every day, you also, if you can post on other platforms, you should be able to post on other platforms. I have probably every social media platforms that exist already, and everyone on that platform, there's a trace of, of me being there and doing what I do. So, um, about LinkedIn, there's something called Edo Hunters. Edo Hunters are people who are looking for talents and designers all over. So, what do I do every day? I make a request to search for editors abroad. The truth is that I don't like Nigerian jobs or Nigerian roles. So 
I try my best as possible not to, you know, search follow Nigerian recruiters. I follow a lot of foreign recruiters. For example, this is like Germany. I tried, I've probably searched all the IRB managers that exist there. I don't know. I mean, more, everyone. Everybody. Are you serious? You searched, you searched almost like on LinkedIn, right? I know that I exhausted the entire, you know, that pagination thing, that number one, number two page, page three page, four page, five. That, so, yeah. That's crazy. Like, really crazy. Every day. I've done this every day yeah. in the last five months now, at least. Oh. So, apart from Penta, you could search for the role you came for. Data analyst, IRM. When you type data analyst, IRM, then you now go to location. Do you want a remote job or you want a full-time job? You want to work in Lagos, then who just search data analyst. It's works for location. Then just choose Nigeria or Lagos. Find those ones. Then if you're looking for uh, full-time, you know, you just change the keywords and play around the keywords. Also do the same on other platforms like um, Twitter. For example, my Twitter, there's this thing called list. When you click on someone's profile, the three dots on someone's profile, you would see add to list. So many years ago, before I even started UI UX design, I was getting jobs. I would um, start compiling a list of all the HR managers in different countries in Nigeria. All the I HR companies. <laughs> my link on my Twitter right now, I have a list called HR opportunities. If you check now, you'll find find it. I have had this list oh, for time. So I used oh, to compile. So that way... Sorry. Yes, I'm listening. I'm with you. So that way... Click on my list and just go to HR. Or sometimes I was looking for, the time I was looking for foreign scholarships, I create a list of all the people who talk about foreign scholarships and just compile them together. Even CEOs of companies abroad. Take I have my list right now. I have um, product designers, product designers Nigeria. I'm collating every designer that exists on this platform Twitter right now. I am collating everything in a list because sometimes Twitter brings you someone on your on your list and shows on your timeline. Or sometimes now Twitter has a tab thing whereby from your home screen on your mobile phone on Twitter, you could switch to the next tab. And on my next tab right now, I have um what's it called? I have Twitter diaspora um, I mean product designers in diaspora. So that way I can move and then start engaging the designers abroad. That way I'm networking. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You know the, what I'm talking about, tab. On the left-hand yes. side, yeah. Yes, For example, yes. notification you see on your notification on Twitter right now, you have all. That shows you all the conversations you're having. Then you have mentions. But if you click on the home icon on your Twitter, my own home icon, I have three tabs right now. I have home. I have UI UX diaspora. I have third tab. Designers and techie, we savvy. <laughs> I don't know if that group I actually joined it and then I pinned it to my profile. So sometimes, if I'm tired of you know the chaos that goes on on Twitter, I just switch my Twitter to UI UX designers in diaspora, and then I'm engaging with all the white folks because I've collected a middle list of these people specifically. So I am going yeah. to them, chatting with them, and that way my pinned tweets and name of my uh, name and my name on Twitter is. You are UX designer. So it's already, I'm putting it in your face there. I'm engaging with you. You're saying, oh, this guy said something nice. Next thing, get my DM. And then we're talking. 
or I go on, I'm on YouTube, I'm watching a design video, or I'm on podcast, I'm, I I'm on Google, I'm on Google podcast. I'm listening to a podcast on design. Yeah, when I watch, when I'm watching plates, for example, I take my phone to watch plates, then I switch my phone to um podcasts, podcast videos on design, and I'm listening to this podcast, and you know. After I can just find the name of the person, reach out to the person on Twitter and talk to the person about design and stuff. So these are some of the things I used to do. To I do I network that way. I might be bad as a woman, but I always stretch myself to you know, so network strategically. To be honest, I have not heard of these secrets anywhere. <clears throat> I always thought I was a badass with networking, but I have not been doing anything with networking. I mean. Like, it takes a lot of effort, but I think this is, like, a great way to network because it puts you in the position of so many opportunities. And the reason why this is really important is most people have this scarcity of options when it comes to searching for jobs. Like, um, this year alone, um, Climber has helped, like, um, a couple of people secure jobs. Like I said, one of the things we do is we, we help people, like, connect um, to remote jobs, although we are focused on just writers and content marketers for now. But we've had like so many people reach out to us that they are trying to get jobs, they don't know how to go about it, and they don't know how to like where to go and search and stuff like this. So this is like a very, very insightful information. I am jotting down so that after this call, uh, after this Twitter space, I would convert everything into like a document, like the valid points. Like I said earlier on, if you're listening to this and you would want like the summary of all of these things, the um, the website he talked about, some of the things he talked about, please send a DM to Climber. Like, do not forget to send a DM to Climber, else um, there is no way you will get it. Because once you send a DM, after it's all compiled, I'll send it across to you. So let me move on to the next question. And also, please tag your friends to this. Let's just fill up this space with lots of people that um, have that have these issues hunting for jobs okay you've already talked about this what are the few secrets people should do and um do you have templates you would love to share so i would love to ask like if you have templates also i would love to get them from you as well so that i can add to um the documents that or the file that uh we um creating that we can also share to people that need this information so so let's talk about design like I believe some designers join here because you are a designer. What tools should designer use um, and secrets that you have up your sleeves that other designers should know? This this Twitter space basically is for remote jobs, but it's it was it's about how you as a designer get it. So it's not makes sense to leave designers out of it. So let's say we are talking to designers now, which will still come back to everybody generally. What tools should designers use? Currently, like I know you, you, you didn't even state the fact that you currently work with. I don't think from the intro you stated the fact that you currently work with a um, UK company. Then at the same time, you still have lots of side gigs. Some people are dying and praying to even have uh, even a freelance project, talkless of working with a um, UK company or something of sort. So, what tools do you use? Okay. Um... For example, to record videos, and sometimes when I'm trying to, you know, to force myself to when I'm networking and I need to say something or apply for something, I would use 
um, Loom. It's a plugin on Chrome. I use Loom to record videos, you know, which I send the link of the video to the person to walk to um, to view and you know, I explain my processes when I'm working. But basically, designers use Figma, Adobe XD, Frema, Sketch to design. And also, I use Evernote. Evernote is like my diary. So there I put in my tips and my plans. I use Evernote because I've been using Evernote for about six, seven years now. So it's my diary. I use my church book. I, this is for taking out you know, names of companies that I want to reach out to to people in the industry, materials and resources. Also, there's Notion. Notion and, and Evernote, they do the same thing. Uh, apart from that, I'm not sure there's any other tool I use. But if you're going to be specific and ask any particular thing, I know, I'm probably sure I know a tool for any, anything people want to do on the internet. But you have to be specific. So generally, for designers, that's it. Okay, yeah, thank you so much. So there is this there is this thing in the tech space. I have not been that super active on Twitter, but there is this thing in the tech space where we have like a lot of people being um like an authority in their domain. Like I know some people in the marketing industry that they've gotten to that point. Some people here want to even at least get jobs within nigerian companies and you know a lot of nigerian companies these days are hiring and like, like trying to advance and stuff like that what i don't know if there are any coppers out here but what would you advise someone who let's say is starting and is thinking of growing but is limit uh, has the limitation of i don't have that leverage of people around me to push me to grow how can somebody navigate like the challenge of self-learning because self-learning has a lot of hurdles that um, um in, 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 that would take more time for people to like skill so if you want to advise people that are like really craving to grow in their career at this particular point what would you what would you tell them i feel that there's no um i feel there's no not much I can say because it's self-learning has to be the only way. There's no one wants to teach you for free anymore. And those who want to teach you for free, who are good at what they do, do not have the time to teach you. I've created a group for designers, you know, and I've had them come onto the space for a while now. And the last time I actually taught was last year, maybe September. That's what my thought there. I don't have time, they don't even have time because some of them are doing their regular jobs and they cannot switch, you know, Saturdays I'll turn on Generator by 10 o'clock in the morning and start teaching design. And they cannot make the class sometimes. And everyone is asked to be left with self-learning. So one of the ways actually is to find a community of people who are learning what you're learning. I have said that you can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, anyway. The same way I created a list of people to learn something on, uh, on every, every platform, you can also do the same thing. Create that list. Twitter allows you to create a list of people in your industry create that list and follow these people engage them in talks post there now Twitter is a nice community community feature 
for only designers like group now we have them on twitter called community so I mean, i'm just not about, about that to be honest yeah some designers in the uk added me to it you know and you have to just keep joining communities and act question every day to be honest hey how do i do this hey i'm stuck on this process i'm writing this code and this thing is showing yeah what do i do screenshot it and send it to, the, to those people they will always help you those these white folk in fact i think everyone in Nigerian Twitter space is actually really helpful. But even communities, they're always helpful. People are always helping you if you have questions. People will not leave you alone. They will help you. So you have to join a community and ask people to help you do stuff. For designers also, there's something called ADP List. ADP List is a, is a, is a platform for designers to get mentors. For example, today I spoke with one of my mentors in the UK. And I have mentors, like, I now have mentors in about three continents so sometimes i just come on live with them i book a session with them and i get on live with them i even have some who i just talk to them on linkedin we just get on a call and then we'll talk about whatever it is i'm going through levels this is another levels so mostly it's just about finding a community of people and you have to be resilient because there are times when they will not teach you or when they cannot teach you, they don't have time. Because, you know, some people get angry at designers or, or tech people for not having time to teach them. Yeah, there's no time, to be honest. So you'd have to also additionally use materials. I would mostly say all these problems are looking to, 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 or all the others you are going to face, there are solutions already on YouTube. Someone has done the solution for you on YouTube. You have questions, you follow um, TikTok channels. Yes, I, I, I use UI, TikTok for UI UX also. I go there ha. to learn, and I go there to tips about jobs. All the hackings, the LinkedIn hacking I learned, I learned something from, from, from YouTube. For example, specific keywords you're going to add on your, on your resume. To make my resume myself. I know that, okay, I can't use this word, I have to use this word. I use the internet. TikTok is there. TikTok will show you what to do, how to press it, how to type the thing you want to type. Are you looking for an app or an alternative resources for something? You would find the answers on TikTok, on YouTube. So, additionally, you have to also take in the, the chance to also teach yourself when you cannot find mentors to teach yourself or to help you with something. I mean, I spend, I spend a lot of time on TikTok and I'm tired of TikTok content with just people dancing like i did not know that i could learn a particular niche of a certain skill on tiktok like if there's anybody here that is aware of that like the person too must be this smart i like I, i'm bored of tiktok but now that i know that i could actually get some other um valuable information i would want to try to be really really active on that then before before um i ask the next question if anybody on this space has questions now you can actually signify so that i will give you a chance to ask your question then um somebody so a couple of people signify i said it's gonna be like towards the end and i mean it's almost one hour it, within 45 to one hour is when this twitter space will be holding every week so if you're listening to this next week again we'll be hosting somebody else we'll be hosting like so many successful people in the um creative and in the tech industries the things that have worked for them share the results that has worked for them for you guys or you guys and you ladies to all, like take advantage of to grow in your career like really fast and not spend time like going around so if you have questions you can like 
signify i don't know how um, people ask questions but if you signify i would see it from your end uh, from my end so you said something really really important that you said that at first you were having this issue with charging fifty thousand naira because you felt like people would uh, people would run away at what point did you get to realize that you don't need to charge fifty thousand and like if you tell them like your site is one thousand dollars two thousand dollars they will still pay and how did you go about that negotiation on that price term because everybody here is one we are other into tech i and the mistake people make is when they talk about tech they think it's just about coding alone but tech also involves any skills that can apply in tech if someone is a writer the person can work in tech like by writing for tech startups and the like and they still need this information about pricing because nigeria has messed up with our minds on the value of our skill and i think recently i began to realize that as a writer personally one of the i, I write as a writer i started seeing some other writers charge times 10 of how much i do so i had to increase my charging rates to times three and yet people still come to patronize so for you how did how did you figure out that from 50 50k wasn't a good price um you need to charge this and how did you get to negotiate um on those on those terms well it's i basically just upskilled my, myself and my skill my presentation i when i was charging 50,000 naira i um you have to do what you call upsell. Upsell on your skill, be better and everything. For example, when I started designing websites with WordPress, my website looked like a 20,000 naira or 10,000 naira website. I don't know. I used to see around Ibadan, I used to see a poster of a particular person who said, who says you would make websites for 6,000 naira, 6,000 naira. And I'll just laugh, you know, and because, you know, there are some websites you see out there. There are some websites I've, I've handled in the UK last year, for example. Um, a particular client of mine who is married to a Nigerian man, you know, that she works in an industry, logistic industry. And she, um, anytime she's, she's done coaching or mentoring people over there, she sends all of them to me and I designed their website for them. Black Americans in the logistic industry. She even added, added them to their community. So I get jobs from her also um so for pricing and increasing your price more your website should not should no longer look like or your services don't look longer look like a beginner with time you will know your, your body will tell you when you start offering other things for example let me design as an example um i was only designing websites and i wasn't offering anything apart from that but now next thing you understand seo you go back to your drawing board or your learning table and start learning about SEO. Okay, how do I offer SEO? What additional services can I offer to this design? You know, what can I do? Can you optimize the pages? Can you do security for the website? Because sometimes clients will come back and say, hey, my website was hacked. Do you know how to solve the problem for the hacking? Do you have to not prevent it? So with the addition of all these things on the side, you're able to start scaling up and start charging. By the time I did a celebrity website two years ago, I was like, you know what? I have actually really upskilled. When I did the time finish and I looked at what I had done, I was like, okay, you can't charge this anymore. 
because apart from charging fee, I also charge stress. Also, you break your project into different milestones. This helps you earn a lot and nobody will take you for granted. Your clients won't take you for granted. Okay. Well, like that's that's cool. I I'm trying to like note everything. There was something you said that like, was really uh, I said I was gonna ask. I'm trying to bring my thoughts to yeah, so you said there's this woman that her husband is maybe um not in Nigeria and then she would give you project on a particular group and stuff like that. It sounded like partnership to me. Like um like a symbiotic form of relationship where you you uh you've probably worked for her then she, because you belong to a certain group or she added you to the group people that also need website services get to join i don't know if you would have an answer to this but i would love to know how one can also be strategic to you know these things just these things do not work by luck uh, some people get lucky no. but people are really smart where I'm they know not that. sorry, I can't. I did not hear the question. It was okay. Yeah, I, I haven't asked the question, but I was referring to the fact that you made it an example that um, there is this woman that she, she brought you to her Facebook group or like a group, and then she people that needed a service that needed website service services, she referred them to you. Uh, do you have like an advice on how people can get partnership? Because I, I think partnerships too is like a big thing for me. I'm trying. I'm beginning to want to try that approach where uh, I walk by my take my legs or like what I mean by legs. Go to organizations, have a list of organizations, try to send them a proposal that you you. I, I remember last year. Okay, let me give like an example. Last year or last year, there's this man Shei Vodi. He's like a very popular tailor, maybe number one tailor in Nigeria. So um, I remember. Like, like he, he was building a new, he had a new building in Abuja. So I checked his page and I saw that his website, he had a website there. I clicked on the website link. The link did not lead to any website. And I had a friend that built websites. So I just DM'd him on IG like, sir, um, we studied, we spent like three days to analyze his website and said, sir, we studied your page. You're, you're doing this, you're this and that and that. We can help you build a website and things like that. So how can, how can someone be super smart enough to attract um, a lot of maybe partnership, a lot of deals and the likes? Um, I think with, with that particular lady, I started working with her on Upwork. We've not disagreement about payment or, you know, the specification of the job. And from there, she liked the work I did. Then she said I should follow her on Facebook. I did follow her on Facebook. And from there, she started sending everybody to me. She's like, like always my biggest fan right now. I've done about three projects for her personally before she gave me other people's work to do. So it's also about trust. The portfolio thing, you must have a good portfolio. You must really be good at what you do. And you must have, you know, you must be uh, maybe honest. I don't know if honest is the word. You have to be honest enough and, you know, show the person you are really capable because nobody wants you to disappoint or disappoint people. It's not like you make mistakes, so 
you know, you don't have problems with people, other clients, but at least you need to, you know, be trustworthy and committed. Okay, yeah, so once again, I would love to ask if anybody has any question because we'll like be wrapping up soon. If you have, and I have some important things to say, if you have any, you can like signify so that you will get to ask Peter Rock personally. That's one. Number two, I would love to also request that maybe after this live, uh, um, this Twitter space, this will be the first time, so I don't really know how it works. Uh, you retweet this particular space so that your friends can get to watch it. There are some key things that he has mentioned here that I know that I have to re-listen to it again in order to apply apply it to whatever I'm doing. So number one, if you have any question that is directed towards him, ask. Number two, help, help us ensure that you try to retweet this after. Then lastly, if you want to get the whole details of everything and the files and everything, because after this, I will try to engage him personally to ask for these templates, whatever he has been using. Um, you should share with us. There is this thing called code emailing. Have you ever tried code emailing as a um, as a uh, remote worker? And how did, did it work out for you? What can we learn regarding code emailing? I have not done that before, but I, I actually have a strategy. I had not, you know, I had up my sleeve. <clears throat> I think I was sharing my designer group, my group, some days ago. So now, basically, some, what they call email scraping. Email scraping is a way of going to a platform and using Python codes or scripts to search for emails of specific industries. For example, if you're a writer for, let's say you write for cannabis industry. So well, is, there any, is there anyone who is a writer here, you might want to try writing for the cannabis industry in the US. They're a very, very big industry, so you can make money from that one, Sha. So, um, about emailing and code, code, code emailing, I have not tried it before, although I want to try it, or I wanted to try it. Now, what I think you could do is, there are many websites that were built 2005, 2008, 2010 in the US. They were not built with um, HTML5 or React. For example, dentist industry, for example, in Canada, if you go to yellowpages.com or yelp.com, yelpreview.com, and you're a designer, you would find many people, many companies in maybe the dentist industry who have websites that are not even working properly. And you could um, get your email addresses there and you could send them an email. Also, one of the things I wanted to use, I had actually done a lot of you know, research about how to email people properly and what method to use. So, Email people in bulk. So when I was testing my code email strategy, which I never used because it's still up my sleeve, I went on LinkedIn, for example. I didn't understand how to do this thing where I would search for a particular industry, iron managers in the industry. So I found what they call Apollo.io. Apollo.io is a tool or a plugin on your Chrome you could add there. So if I go to any page on, on, on LinkedIn right now, even though the person is private, I can find a person's phone number and email address. So with Apollo.io, when I link it, link it with Upspot, I create an account, a particular search result page of the, of the people I'm looking for in that industry. Apollo.io exports all the phone, all the phone numbers and email of the person onto a sheet. 
then from there you cannot manage your email list and send them an email and you know they have to send them an email that they don't reject that will not bounce or convert or convert to sales make sure you have a good portfolio you write well you check your spellings and errors for what you've written and you know that you can actually deliver the job i know the strategy will work for me because for example i know the i allows you to export about 200 emails every day so imagine doing 200 emails every day trying to get a job and it doesn't work for you at least out of 200 people at least one must come if one person gives you the job that's like enough for you to be honest then tomorrow try again keep collecting these emails and keep trying one of them will work for you so that's the cold email strategy i've not i've not used but it's up my sleeve okay yeah so i'm also going to like get this template for you somebody sent me a dm that um the dm is not opened i just opened it now i'm so sorry so please send a text like like i said earlier if you want a summary of all of these things because after this i'll definitely engage um peter to collect all of these things for um to send to people two things that i would love to say that that you also get to benefit if you send the your send a dm it's that i i would I would send you like whoever is going to send a DM. We are currently creating like a free resource for um, people that become climbers audience on code email strategy. So you would get to benefit from the free resource that has also worked because I've also leveraged. The reason I asked is because I've leveraged on this code emailing thing. I've been using it for a couple of years, and it is like one big secret. A lot of people do not know how to leverage on there. Are, like so many platforms where you can use to get. Um, the emails of people. I've used it to like secure deals, secure appointments with random strangers, um, and it, you can yourself. Although that's another like big thing, selling yourself um, when you have the skill. So the DM is open. You can actually send a DM now. Um, like like I said earlier, please tag your friends or reshare after this. I would want you to do this thing for me, uh, guys, uh, guys and ladies. When you re reshare it, um, like when you reshare it, just use the hashtag of, um, I didn't think about this anyways, but just retweet it. Maybe the next next week, because this is going to be recorded every week. Every week, please just set it as, a, as an alarm that there is a lot of information that you would get, not just by listening. This, the difference between what we are doing here is you're not just listening. We'll be providing you with the resources in form of different digital um, form, form, uh, forms that can actually help you buy you 10 months, one year of your time, and even save you a lot of money. So um, we are almost one hour into this, and nobody has asked any question apart from the people, few people that asked from the beginning, and some of them. Are. So I would say that this has been really, really insightful. I... I learned so much personally. I did not even expect that this would be like be superb as uh, I expected. So it was really, really insightful. I learned so much, and um, thank you so much, Peter. Anybody can actually DM Peter directly too. But if it was the summary of everything, because I'm taking notes from my own end here, you can just um, send Climber a DM, and then to properly introduce Climber, what we are doing is we want to help millions of people and um, gen z's and millennials skilled in the creative and tech industry because of the fact that we discovered that there are so many people that are facing the challenge of scaling and we want to solve this by connecting providing information
information from people that are top notch in the industries. So you'd be expecting that you will see a lot of Gen Zs and millennials killing it in the tech and in the creative industry in different fields, coming to share their um, success story, not just success story, the templates and the secrets they've used. So after this, you can just follow the page, then tag your friends to also follow this page as well. Tag them to follow this page. There is a lot to um, to learn from it. So thank you, Peter. Thank you, everyone. Nobody has any, has any question to ask. That assumes that um, maybe you probably want to send a DM and then from there we can uh, engage you in the future. So does, do you have anything to say lastly, Peter? No, no. Nothing. All right. So it has been an interesting one. Uh, we started by 7 and this is 7.59. So uh, we are ending by 8. It's just going to be 45 to 1 hour of value every Friday. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, have a good night. I, I'll be ending the Twitter space now. And then I will engage Peter like after this. But you can send a DM. The DM is open.